0: We are kicking off a series called Quarantined. What does God want to do in your life and in the life of his church and really in the nation during these days with so many stay-at-home orders? God wants to bring blessing out of brokenness. God wants us to find opportunity in the midst of crisis. While we are separate, God still wants to do his great work. Now, we're planning to come back the first weekend in May and have services here, whether they are services in our building following health policies or drive-in services. Please get that on your calendar if you can drive and be part of that first weekend in May. We continue to pray for everyone that's working on this situation of separation. How are you looking at the world during this time? Are you looking through the eyes of faith? Are you keeping hope alive? Have you developed a bad attitude? You know, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You're not going to go anywhere until you change it. So this is a day that the Spirit of God, the Word of God, wants to minister to you, to bring you from maybe hopelessness to hope. What God wants to do today and what I feel on my heart from the Lord, he wants to build your faith in the midst of separation. He wants to bring you to a place of power. In fact, I'm praying, I've been praying that this will be a moment of power in your life. And I really encourage you to let the Holy Spirit flow not only to you, but let the Spirit of God flow through you that you would share uh, the message, push share on your device or let someone know about your faith today. Let's not just sit at home and stew. Let's be people that the rivers of life that God prophesied would be flowing out of us and flowing to those around us. Do you know, some good things can come out of quarantine. Some good things can happen while you're staying at home. In fact, I read some things And I'm going to bring you a few of them, a few things that can happen, good things during stay-at-home. Well, if you ever score a little bit of toilet paper, hey, something good. If you um, find a toy, if you're a, a parent and you find a toy that keeps your children entertained for more than five minutes, hey, that's a blessing to give thanks for. Walking the dog has taken on a new joy just getting out and getting in the neighborhood. Watching The Chosen. In fact, sweet Darla Joy has cut down on her hallmark watching to watch this incredible new series, I hope you've connected to it, called The Chosen About Jesus. If you don't know about it, check it out. It's good if you realize you don't need to be stressed about cleaning your house up because no one's coming over anyway. How about this one? Finding a meme that you really love and then forwarding it to the world. I've got a few of those from my friends. Uh, Debating Tiger King, theories, conspiracy. You're into that? You can do a lot of that during quarantine. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Trisha Yearwood, Garth Brooks rendition of Amazing Grace, but you look it up, it's a blessing. Great song and they sing it so well. (laughs) This happened to me just a few days ago. Finding chocolate that you forgot you had hidden. I found some hidden chocolate. I opened up a drawer. There it was. It was joy in the midst of being separated. And then uh, just waking up every day is a blessing. When you realize that the good health you have is just a gift. Do you know some good things have come out historically out of uh, times of quarantine and separation? Uh, Shakespeare. Shakespeare moved from being an actor to being a writer during uh, the 1606 bubonic plague. He was an actor, and they couldn't open up the the theater. The troupe he was with couldn't work, so he wrote a play called King Lear. And then bubonic plague came back again around, around again in 1665, and Sir Isaac Newton... He did some deep thinking while he was separated, while he was by himself. He uh, did some discovery of calculus. Uh, He found optic theory, working with some prisms in his uh, bedroom. And he looked out the window and he saw an apple fall. Well, we're not sure if he saw an apple fall. We're pretty sure it didn't fall on his head. But he worked on gravitational theory. He had time to think. And this is a time for you not to shut down but a time for you to open up. The Spirit of Almighty God has some wonderful things that He desires to do in your life and through your life. We're going to open up the Word of the Lord to the book of Philippians. I'd like you to read the whole book uh, and read it several times. You've got some time on your hand. This is a book that was written by Paul when he was in quarantine. Uh, He was in prison. In fact, the books we have that he wrote, he wrote and we have them today because something good came out of something bad. And he was arrested. He went to uh, worship, uh, Jewish worship, and he brought some friends and they didn't want his friends there and they arrested him. And he virtually spent the rest of his life in prison, separated. Separated from his uh, friends, separated from being able to go out and preach. But he didn't shut down. Here, listen. Listen carefully. Don't shut down during separation. Paul continued to let the anointing of the Holy Spirit come on his life. He was inspired by the Holy Spirit and he wrote truths to us. We're going to look at some of them today that open our eyes and help us to really understand that God is always at work. So we're going to open up. The book of Philippians, we're going to take some truth from this book. In fact, he says a few words of introduction, and here's the first truth that we find from God's Word today, and it's not to complain, but watch what he does. He gives thanks for others. The first thing's out of his mouth while he's in quarantine, while he's separated from uh, his beloved friends, is I thank my God, and I remember you. Notice who he was focused on. He wasn't focused on himself. He was focused on others. And he was filled with thanksgiving. Do you know you're never really separated from someone as long as you can remember them? So Paul is sitting there in isolation, but he's remembering others, and he's filled with thanks. Notice what he doesn't do. He doesn't say, "Uh, I read something about the wet market in Wuhan. He's not talking about the laboratories in China. He's not complaining about the politicians. And in Paul's day, (laughs) there were a lot of politicians you could complain about. He focuses his energy, his strength, because the anointing of the Holy Spirit is on him, and the anointing always draws you towards what God loves best on the planet, and that's other people, and he gives thanks. Let me ask you, who are you thankful for today? And could you write them? That's what he's doing. He's writing people that he's thankful for. Could you you get out a piece of paper, maybe something new? Get out a pen and write words that express thanks to somebody. You know, people are actually reading their mail nowadays. It'd be nice for them to get something other than bills, but to get a letter of thanks. That's what Paul is doing. He's giving thanks for others. He's expressing his heart. And Notice the equation here. Watch this. He gives thanks, and He prays. He gives thanks, and He prays. Now watch the equation. Thanksgiving, an attitude of gratitude, plus prayer brings great joy. It changes the atmosphere. Great appreciation for others and praying for them will raise the level of joy in your life. So I encourage you during this season of separation... Give thanks for the people in your life that have blessed you, Express that gratitude to them. And like Paul, like Paul, say, I thank God every time I remember you. When you remember people, you're not really separated from them. Here's the next great truth that Paul says. He remembered he wasn't alone. He was thinking about people. And notice the word he uses. It's your partnership. He recognized that he was bigger he was part of something that was bigger than himself and while you are in this season i hope you have been investing seeds of faith into people and when you've invested a seed of faith into anyone you are a part of what god is doing in their life Uh, i thank god for you and i remember the partnership in the gospel we share i'm sure as he thought about his part, he realized he's not the whole puzzle. He's not the whole thing that God is doing on the planet at that moment, and neither am I, and neither are you, but we're a part of something bigger than ourselves, and we are connected to others. I'm sure he thought about people that he was a part of in uh, Philippi. I'm sure he he thought about Lydia, uh, that woman. He'd gone to Philippi. It wasn't a really religious place. There wasn't even uh, 10 families of faith, less than 10 families of faith. But he finds Lydia, she's a merchant woman, a seller of purple, and he shares the word of the Lord with her. And he becomes part of her life. He uh, was remembering, I'm sure, that young girl that was bound up in demonic power. And Paul ministers to her. And the power of the Spirit comes on him. And he throws darkness out. He delivers that young girl from demonic oppression. And now she is a part of his life. He's not alone. She's out there. She's a part of his life. He is part of what's gone on in her life. I'm sure he thought about the many people that he was in prison in Philippi. He's writing from prison, but he had a prison ministry while he was in Philippi. He was thrown into prison we preaching the gospel. While he was there with Silas, he began just to worship the Lord in the midst of isolation. He began to focus on God. Can you see the pattern in Paul's life and the pattern that you and I need to have? Focus on God. And as he worships God, the prison Breaks open. The prisoners are set free. They they receive the witness of Paul. The jailer comes in. He thinks his life is over. He's going to take his own life because he feels everyone has escaped. But the ministry of Paul was so powerful in that prison that none of the prisoners left the influence of his life in that moment of quarantine. While you are in a tough place, listen to me. The word of the Lord says, God is going to bring out of your life something good out of something bad. Listen, it's in my spirit. God is going to bring something good in your life like he did in Philippi while Paul was in prison, like he's doing now while we're receiving these words. He's writing from another prison He's still filled with thanksgiving. He's still filled with prayer. He still knows he's part of something bigger than himself. The jailer, the the prisoners, their fellow inmates that they had invested faith into are now part of Paul's life. And though we're separated, we're not separated. We continue to sow seeds of faith. Thank you for those who are helping us, continuing to sow seeds of faith in this time. And we pray that those seeds of faith will just be part of God's ongoing work. He says this, he says, you know what? I really am yearning. I'm so much a part of your life. I'm yearning with the affection of Jesus for you people. He has such a great love for them. He's part of their lives. And every person, I'm going to say it again, listen carefully. Every person that you sow the seeds of faith into You are a part of their life. Whether you're separated from them, whether they're in a lockdown situation or a stay-at-home order or they're quarantined or they're not able to see you, you are a part of their life. And then this one, I love this. This is such a powerful verse. I want you to lock your attention in right here because he wrote this verse. We quote it often. He wrote this verse from quarantine. He wrote this verse while he was in prison. He wrote this verse while he was in prison incarcerated. And he says this. I love it. I'm sure of this. There was a co- he is writing these words and the confidence of God comes on him. He said, I'm sure of this. I'm confident of this. I may be incarcerated. I may be quarantined. I may be separated, but God has begun a good work in you and he is going to complete it. You've got to know this. God is at work. You may not understand it all. I'm sure Paul had questions about why am I spending so much of my time in incarceration? Why am I being moved from jail to jail? But he didn't lose this confidence. In the midst of his difficulty, God was working. And in the midst of this difficulty, beloved friend, God is working. Don't let your eyes get on the cynics Don't let your eyes get on the critics. Don't let your eyes get on conspiracy theories. There there are a dime a dozen. I see them all over the place. You know, the church has been around for a long time, and we've been through a lot of crisis, and in every crisis, there are conspiracy theories. But I haven't found one case in all of the church where a conspiracy theory has helped the work of God. Don't get your eyes on the critics. Don't get your eyes on conspiracy theories. Don't get your eyes on just the negative. Know this. In spite of everything that's happening, nothing can separate you. No one can separate the people you love from the glory of God's working in them. God is at work, and nothing, nothing can stop the work of God. You just need to just declare that over your home, over your household, over your loved one. Nothing can stop the work of God. And Paul didn't have the things we have. He had no uh, internet. He had no uh, streaming services coming in. He had no cell phone. He couldn't check and see how the other uh, apostles were doing. He didn't really know. He got limited information. He couldn't call Peter up and say, Peter, are you still alive? He didn't know if Peter was alive or dead. He couldn't call John the Apostle and say, John, how's the ministry going? He couldn't do FaceTime to be encouraged. And in the midst of that, he still knows. And he knows that he knows that God is at work. Songwriter wrote it so long ago, and it's just in my heart. There are so many things about tomorrow that we don't seem to understand. But we know this. We know who holds tomorrow, and we know who holds our hands. I'm confident in this. I, Lord, let the holy confidence of God come on. Beloved partners and friends that are watching right now, let a holy confidence come on your life that you would feel it deep in your heart. I'm confident that in the midst of this day's circumstance, nothing is going to stop the work of God. God has begun a good work and it's going to be completed by the power and to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody say amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody get up and do a little dance right there. Come on, God is good. This is Paul. He's writing in quarantine. He's waiting in separation, but he's filled with thanks. He's filled with prayer. He's filled with joy, and he's filled with this holy confidence that God is alive and well and doing his great work. Then he says this, in the midst of all of these circumstances, he says this, I want to focus on, in my life, advancing the gospel. Paul did not live a life to himself. He wasn't worried about his stock portfolio, how it would be affected. You can think about those things. But the drive of his life was to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we've got to keep the main thing, the main thing we've got to stay on mission in the midst of stay at home listen to that we've got to stay on mission in the midst of stay at home and he says it so boldly he says hey i know brothers or i know family of god i want to give you this testimony what has happened to me my separation my quarantine my time in prison it's happened, and in the midst of it, it's happened to, to serve the advancing of the gospel. So he's, he's separated. He says, but I can see it advancing the gospel. How did that happen? How did the gospel get advanced while Paul was in prison? Well, you, read, you can read it. He talks about the, the whole prison system that he's in. They see the light of God shining in Paul, the prisoners, the guards. He didn't let darkness overcome him in the midst of separation. He didn't let complaint and criticism. He kept focused on Christ. He kept walking by faith in the midst of it. And he sh- all the people in the prison system, they were all like affected by his witness. And not just the people in the prison system, the light shone so brightly from Paul that the ripple of his life, the effects of his life spread out. He says this, he says, "Uh, even you, even you, my friends, even you have been inspired by looking at the light of my life, what, what I'm going through, he, see, he wasn't full of complaint, he wasn't full of criticism, he was full of Christ. That's what we need to be full of. We need to be full of Christ in the midst of And he says, you have seen Christ in me, which is the hope of glory, you've seen Christ in me while I've been in prison, and it's, it's encouraged you. Let me ask you, is the way you are acting in these days encouraging others to speak the word of God boldly? It wasn't Paul's life. He, he says, you see my light. Not only the people in the prison system, the people outside the prison system, the people that were hundreds of miles away and they didn't have what, all the technology we have and they were being inspired by the life of Paul to speak the word of God without fear. Well, that's what we need to do. We need to burn so brightly. I pray that the Holy Spirit will come on your heart heart the fresh anointing of god would touch you that you would have such a dedication and commitment and prayer to shine brightly in these days that the people who share your incarceration the people in your home would be affected by the light of god's glory in you hey less fighting more worship hey less conflict more joy pray for one another And then from your home, let the light of God advance the gospel. We are praying in these days, as everything that can be shaken seems to be shaken, that these would be days of revival for Jesus. These would be days where thousands of people who haven't thought about God will think about God. And who's going to tell them? Who's going to speak the word of God boldly? You. That's God's plan, that you would do that and that we would keep our focus on christ and that the anointing of the holy spirit would flow out of us so we want to in this season we want to be just giving thanks keep the focus where it belongs thankful for others appreciative of them praying for them experiencing the joy of praying for others we want to remember that we're not alone we have faith partners that are not in our home not in our hotel not where you're watching this from but they are faith partners with us and you're not alone, you're a part of something bigger, we understand that God is working, and He's working all things together for our good and for His glory, and we are dedicated to advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm just gonna, one more time, because this verse is just alive. Listen carefully, because I'm confident. I am confident that Christ has begun a good work in you. And I am absolutely confident that He's gonna bring it to completion. And he's going to do it until the day of Jesus Christ. And the day of Jesus Christ is getting closer and closer. But God is at work in you until the day of Jesus Christ. And I pray that as we go through this season of quarantine, that your heart will be towards the Lord. I want to give an invitation to anyone that's watching now and you know Jesus is knocking at your heart's door. This is a time for you to let anxiety and fear go, and this is a time for you to open your heart to the presence and the person of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. God is more interested in your future than he is in your past. And in this moment, you pray a simple prayer like this. You pray right with me. You can pray it out loud or pray it in your heart, but just say, dear Lord, I come to you in Jesus' name. I repent of my sins, and I leave them behind. I give you my heart. I receive forgiveness. I ask for forgiveness, and I receive it. I ask for grace, and I receive it. Lord, I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ from this day to the end of my days, and I want to live well. I want to shine brightly. In Jesus' name, amen. That kind of prayer will change your life forever, and we'd like to know if you've done that. You can simply text the word yes. You can raise your hand. There's a way to do that on some of the uh, platforms that are a part of our online ministry. Raise your hand. Let us know is click, I've made a decision for Christ, or text YES to 941-260-1321. Say it again. Text YES to 941-260-1321. I pray every good blessing on your life. May the Lord bless you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. May you trust in God and not in yourself. Don't lean on your own understanding. And I pray that you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I bless you in Jesus' name, and in Jesus' name, you are very blessed.